0: This is Derek D-Train, he too. Tonight's episode is brought to you by.
1: We're three brothers from a small town in the east coast of Canada. Golf has been in our blood since Caddyshack was at the drive-in. We've dedicated our lives to this game.
2: I tree with them high Falcons in the sunrise.
0: Tonight's episode of the Blue Line Hockey Club is brought to you by GolfsMostWanted.com. GolfsMostWanted.com offers a wide variety of unique and custom ball markers. We're talking everything from avocados to hockey skates and everything in between. So if you're a scratch golfer getting to the green with ease and looking to add a little flair once you're there, or if you're like our own Uncle Lardy Sullivan and picked up a few ticks, some poison ivy, chucked a couple clubs, and need a distraction from your game, GolfsMostWanted.com has the marker for you. Roll.
3: All right, ready? Three, two, one. Heyo, Welcome back to the Blue Line Hockey Club, folks. we got another exciting episode of the Blue Line Hockey Club. we got episode 115 tonight, fellas. We have all the usual suspects sitting in the house with us tonight. We have our producer, Patrick Uncle Artie Sullivan. What's up, Patrick? Aloha. And our local nerd on staff, our IT guy, Robbie Pete Peters. What's up, Pete? Hey, how's your mom and them? And the all-around sports guru, Derek D-Train, he too. What's up, D-Train? What's up, sweetos? And your host of the Blue Line Hockey Club tonight, Mark the Doctor Morley. Oh, Doctor. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Dormy Head Covers. Cover your wood, fellas. Check them out. Dormy Head Covers is sponsoring tonight's show. Tonight's show, we have a very awesome guest with us tonight with the Blue Liners. We have the head coach of the Colorado Avalanche, Jared Bednar. How are you doing tonight?
2: I'm doing
1: great. How are you guys? Good hey, man. man. Thanks for coming on. We really
2: appreciate it. Yeah, so, thanks we're... for having me, fellas. Been looking forward to it. Where this are whole... you? You're awesome. Thank you. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Where are you today? Are you in uh, Colorado, Coach?
2: I- I'm actually down in uh, Charleston, South Carolina. That's home for me in the off season, so I'm just trying to uh, enjoy a little sun <laughs> sunshine here before we get back to work.
3: Which yo, looks yo, like yo, it's coming pretty
2: quick. So be here for another yo, yeah. week,
3: Cool. Yeah, two of the guys on the show, uh, uh, Uncle Artie and Robin Peters there. They're in uh, in Raleigh, just north of I'm in Florida. And uh, Derek's up in uh, up north of Rochester in Canton, New York, where St. Lawrence University is. And uh, that's where we're all from, uh, way up north there, with Coach Morris and those guys. So uh, it's a pleasure having you on, man.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me. I know a few of those guys, or a few uh, guys that are from Canton, guys that I used to work with, um, probably night names that you're familiar familiar with as well, but we won't get into all that just yet.
3: (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Yeah, so we we got some light at the end of the tunnel, maybe a vaccine coming. Um, You know, maybe that's, you know, that's a great thing, obviously, for sports, maybe get some fans back in the stands. That's a big deal for the NHL. Um, And, you know, some talk of the season starting in January. You know, is that going to happen, you think? Yeah, hopefully
2: yeah i think i think it is going to happen you know i think there's a a bunch of moving targets that you know the the league and the pa and board of governors and the owners everyone's trying to you know decide on uh what it's going to look like and when we're going to start you know what camp looks like what the rosters are going to look like um You know, it looks like they're talking about no uh, exhibition games. So I'm predicting camp will be very similar to uh, uh, when we started the bubble. We went back in, shortened camp, um, you know, got some game situation uh, drills with – you, you know, inner squad, and, and we're able to get some good work in after a, quite a long layoff, and then uh, headed into the bubble. And I, I kind of predicting it to be very similar to that going into the season here. Hopefully, we're able to start mid-January. That's the looks looks like the target date for now. Um, I'm sure we'll get uh, more details coming uh, fast and furious here in the next week or so. Yeah,
1: it looks like you uh, they placed you. You know, it's not etched in stone, but like Division Three, I saw. Um, pretty tough division there. Top four teams in the West. Uh, um, that'll be the uh, division to watch. What's uh, you know if that happens? Um, you know, what's your take on that? That's going to be a grind.
2: It, it will be. There's no question. I mean, uh, yeah, I saw I saw a couple different alignments uh, going, but it, it, it's such a short season. You know, the importance. Every game's going to be be huge. You, you're fighting, hopefully, to Um, you know, get in the playoffs, get home ice advantage. Last year, home ice was a little bit different because you're in the bubble. This year, you you know, if this vaccine comes out and and things get moving in the right direction, the hope is that we can start putting fans back in the buildings and, and hopefully come playoff time that uh, we can pack our, our buildings and, and get that atmosphere back in and i know oh, that's what everyone wants and, and i think it's a realistic goal for for us in the league and um it'd be it'd be a lot of fun to play in front of our fans and opposing fans again here and and um you know hopefully for part of the regular season and if not at least uh, once playoff time comes i think that's what makes it so exciting yeah
1: just get some hockey back. You know, yeah. I, I, I was talking with these guys before you came on, Coach, and, um, you know, just as a coach, if I was a coach of the Colorado Avalanche, like I was just thinking, you know, how, how, how do you dreaming? Yeah. <laughs> In my dreams. But how, how would I go at the season, you know? Would, would I take every game, you know, win no matter what or – do I bring a couple guys up and try different things on, you know, the special units, power play, move that around? You know, with the shortened season, Um, you know, I don't know, is it, does it have an asterisk next to the season?
2: in on it. Is that it? Are you going to win every game or, you know, it's probably hard to say. Yeah, I think it just depends on on, on the feeling and, and how your team's playing. I think we have to leave ourselves as coaches and as, as our team open to some flexibility here. Um, one of the things that, that Joe has done a real good job of with his staff is, is providing uh, us now with a lot of depth. We've got some real good young players that are, um, you know, teetering on making our team or being able to contribute and help us win hockey games. You guys have stepped up here over the last little bit last year with a lot of injuries. We've seen other guys elevate their game and be able to help us. So I think when you're in a short season like this, whether it's 56, 50, 48 games, whatever that's going to be, um, I think it's important to make sure your guys are rested. Uh, try to avoid the injuries that we had last year. So using our depth, I think, is something that we're talking about Um, So we'll explore that a little bit as the season goes on and see how the guys are feeling. Um, You know, there's going to need to be a lot of communication there and um, certainly open to uh, trying some new things as a, as a coach of, of our team. I think we're we have a real good team. I think our guys will be hungry. I think you know, a shortened uh, sprint of the season will be exciting. Um, there'll be there'll be uh, lots of things to consider as you're kind of moving through it. We'll discuss a lot of that. Uh, as we get our staff together here before uh, we start training camp and make sure that we're kind of touching base with each other and, and bringing up new ideas as we go through the season. Good teams and understanding there, by the way. You're being humble. <laughs> well, we haven't uh, accomplished what we wanted to accomplish yet. So, uh, you know, I know that our guys, they have a little fire in them and, and uh, they're looking forward to getting the season going. They've been working hard over this break and, you uh, you know we 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 kind of have a bad taste in our mouth after last year we had a real good regular season and went through a lot of adversity and we um you know came up short in 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 the bubble playoffs and um you know in large part you know we, we we weren't as durable as what we would have liked to be and ran into some tough breaks and a real tough opponent in dallas and uh uh, you know, obviously you got to tip your hat to uh, Tampa Bay for, for sticking with it and being a very resilient team. And, um, you know, and, they, and they've gone through some heartache the year before. So that's they're a good team that we can look at and keep trying to advance ourselves and get better every year here as we go. Definitely. Coach,
4: I'll jump on that. You know, that, that was going to be my question, that, that bad taste in your mouth. I, I can taste it from here for you guys. Yeah. You know, and I'm just wondering, you know, what what are your guys, like, how are they going to respond? Will they turn that into fuel for fire, do you think? What is the response
2: to that? Yeah, I think they will. You know, we've got a team that's that, – uh you know we have a strong belief system i think within our group and and um we know uh what we want to accomplish we've been working hard and and staying focused at at trying to get to that goal and um you know we came up short last year i think there's a bunch of different factors involved in that and we're trying to learn from some of our mistakes last year and um again we we guys have been training hard to make sure they're ready for for a, a shortened uh, sort of jam-packed season and uh, you know we we got to find a way to stay healthy and, and play hard every night to to win hockey games and then you're going to need a little luck along the way and i think that uh You know, again, that that depth that we've sort of had and and it's been getting better and better every year. And I think we've got some, some players here. They're talking about having a little bit of a taxi squad and being able to use guys and, uh, okay. before the American League starts and, and so the rosters will be expanded and I think the team that sort of takes advantage of that the best way is is, is going to have a little bit of a leg up and, you know so those are some of the things that we're discussing and um, hopefully we'll make the right decisions and, and uh, you know our guys come out and have some fun here I'm sure everyone's excited to, to kind of get going now this news is coming out and getting in contact with a few more guys here and um, you know it, it's it's exciting to get get to play another season here and and uh, it'll be short, and then right to uh, the playoffs if you're lucky enough to to do the job to get there.
0: Hey, coach, uh, I I know you believe in uh, building, you know, four solid lines. Uh, I I know you need that to be successful to go deep in the playoffs. And you brought in guys like Bowers and Kadri that have helped you with kind of with some of your, uh, you, know, uh, you know, a little bit of your face-off woes that you had, you know, early in your tenure as a coach and stuff like that. So. What do you see as like, you know, going forward, you know, what are the pieces that you want to put in place to kind of take you guys over the top, you think?
2: Well, I think, you know, you, you mentioned a couple guys there and, and we have a couple additions that, that uh, Joe picked up over the offseason with Saad coming in i think that gives us another uh, big body guy that can really skate and play with the pace that, that our team plays with um give us a little sturdiness in in our top six and the addition of taves as well coming from the islanders sort of solidifies their decor um uh, you know looking at the the minutes that Makar's starting to, you know, um, expand his role. He's getting more minutes, uh, you know, month by month in his pro career and looking for a left-handed shot guy that can play with him or a guy that can play with him and, and eat up a lot of those minutes. And we think that a guy like Taves can do that. And we'll be moving those, the D pairs around a little bit. And um, But we have, we, we want to be able to play our top players in the right situations and play them a lot um, while they're having success. And we do that with McKinnon's line. I think we're, we're building a decor now where we can um, continue to take advantage of, of those, the players that, w- that we've acquired and um, get our offensive guys on the ice and in, in all the key situations that we need them to. And some of our heavier defenders and guys that, um, do some heavy lifting in their D zone out there in those situations. So our, our team has really shaped up over the last couple of years. And, um, you know, as, as the season goes on, we, have, we lean heavily on, on those guys to do the job in those situations, and they've done that. So hopefully we can continue that this year and, and then carry that into the playoffs as well. But we do have some youth, youthful guys coming in, like Bowers, you mentioned, He's yet to make his debut, but he looked really good last year in the bubble as, as, as one of our extras, and, we'll, uh, you know, we'll get a good look at those guys here in camp, and hopefully they can make an impact on our team during regular season as well. Dan we we I,
4: talked a little bit about, uh, you know, activate the, the, the new defensemen in the NHL right now. They, they have to be offensive-minded uh, as well. You know, the whole activating the D. You know, how, how big is it for a Kale McCarr to step in and have, I mean, you second on your team in points, 50, 53 points or something like that. Yeah. I mean, how big is that for you to get a coach?
2: <laughs> yeah, it's huge. I think, you know, I don't think activating your D or getting your defense involved in your rush attack or in your offensive scheme is anything new. But I think we're seeing, you know, young guys and, and young players uh, from the back end be able to step in and contribute in those areas right away. Makar, in for Dallas and guys that are making real uh you know, large impacts with their team, not just on the power plays, but five on five as well. And um, it, it's their skating ability, number one, that stands out for me for for these guys. And 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 you know, we've we've got guys at like McCarr, Gerard now Taves, You know, Eric Johnson does a good job of getting up and joining the rush with a young guy. And Connor Timmons have played some games for us last year that uh, you know showed that through junior, and and now is is you know a second year you pro. Um, that that will be able to uh, do that as well, and then we drafted Bo Byron, um and, and he came with us into the bubble too, and he looked, you know, more mature than we had saw him a year ago. He's another guy that could push for a roster spot on their team, and, and he has a lot of that offensive ability as well. So it's so hard to create offense in the league when when you're just using your forwards, your three guys, uh, you know, on your attack or in the offensive zone, ha- you, you have to do it as a five man unit. We should certainly create. That to our guys and encourage it from our guys. Um, you know, there's certain uh, things that they have to do to be responsible on the defensive side of it as well. But making good decisions and getting up and joining the play is is, is always something that we're going to encourage. It's what we want to see out of our team. We want our team to be dynamic and exciting. And um, you know, we have some of those players now that are. are are certainly that as individuals and just getting our whole team to buy into that, I think is, is a key for us. And, you know, we, we like the style of game we play, we feel like it's fun and, and exciting. And um, hopefully fans like to watch us play the same way.
3: Yeah, coach. Uh, I think uh, exciting is an understatement. Like we said before, we've been pumping the tires for the Colorado Avalanche for you know over a year last now. Year, yeah. Yeah, we had you picked to win the Cup last year for sure. Uh, you know, a lot of speculation from the NHL analysts out there on TV and shit. We're talking about uh, goaltending in, in your core, your, in the net, and um, you know, speculations of Lundqvist coming to. Uh, you know that was the rumor going around late in the season uh I don't know if maybe that was even a possibility or just speculation you know how do you how comfortable are you guys feeling with your um, three goalies that you have right now
2: well i like i like our guys i mean grubauer and francis they, they just had an excellent year for us last year and and unfortunately they we got into this injury trouble in the playoffs and 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 had to play uh the dallas series without him and, and or, or most of it and uh, Hutchinson had come in and they played great for us you got to tip your hat to him he hadn't played in months and just gets thrown right into the fire into a <laughs> real tight uh, playoff series and, and I was really happy to see him you know sort of excel and it would have been nice to be able to win that game seven for him and then um, get some help back in the net but um, you know that's one of the things we got to find a way uh, to use our, our two goalies they split most of last season some of it was um plan some of it was out of necessity with guy with the guys going down at different times getting injured um, you know we, we took a look at the, at their off-season training programs and in-season maintenance and trying to educate ourselves as a as a you know management team as a coaching staff Um Having some discussion with those guys, having them reach out to some of their trainers and figure out what they can do, and and hopefully we're doing all the right things that they can stay healthy. Um, because when they are, they're they're great. They're both um, very talented goalies, and as a tandem, they were they were hard to beat last year. So I'd like to carry over some of the last year regular season success into um, the shortened season this year, and hopefully playoffs.
0: Coach, is it? kind of a random question but i was looking at your roster your goaltenders and they're all like really similar size weight height is there any rhyme or reason to why you guys want want goalies of that size
2: uh you know i i think the 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 prototypical guy that you know you're looking for is a bigger guy that's an athlete and um vasilevsky you know comes to mind for me for tampa and what he's been able to do i think he you, you, you find playing the, the bigger goalies that it, it's when they're positionally sound and they're athletic that they're hard to beat or harder to beat. So, um, you know, we've, I've, I've noticed that at our uh, development camps, our scouts go out, they watch these guys, and we've got some good go- good young uh, goalies and they're, they're playing overseas mostly. Uh, Werner came over last year and played in the American League for us. Big guys can move. Um, You know, it takes a long, it generally takes longer for goalies to develop and um, we'll be patient with those guys, especially, you know, now that we've got our our two guys that did such a great job for us last year and um, hopefully those young kids keep uh, developing and improving and and getting more experience and eventually we'll see them over here. But um, I know that our our management team is is really excited and our scouts are really excited with some of the guys that we had drafted and, and what they've been able to do um, you know outside the NHL up to this point
4: we were were wondering I'm sorry to jump in there we're wondering how much are you involved in or is it Joe Sackett doing you know basically all of the the personnel for you guys pulling in the players are you are you making those choices are you and Joe making them how's that work
2: no, no. That's Joe. Joe has his staff and 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 uh, the scouts that that he trusts, and and they they, you know, they're doing the work. You know, like I'm focused on our team. You know, basically from start to finish and, and how we're deploying our guys and what we need to work on, and, you know, into as individuals and on our special teams units, 5-on-5 five five play and once you get into that, you just get focused on that. And We'll discuss all our players and how they're doing and, and how, where we see that we can expand their roles, where we might need to mix things up to have success, who we should try in different roles when we get young guys in. Um, you know, our draft picks as we see them come in and, and, and you know, discuss what we think they can do for us now and what they might be able to build into as NHL players. But for the most part, those scouts, they're on the road watching those games you know, all winter long while we're worried about our team and, and um, you know, Joe will go out and watch players and watch them. Now they have the ability to scout them on video and, and, and uh, get a bunch of viewings on these guys. And and we'll discuss if, if, you know, if we're lacking something on our roster, if there's something we need, you know, we'll have, we'll have conversations about that. But I don't get into, you know, who we draft or, um, you know, sometimes we'll look at free agents. They'll ask me to look at some guys that are, might be free on video and and use our staff and, um, if anyone's ever coached them before or had them, they'll do their homework on these guys so we know exactly what we're getting as players and um, if they're going to be able to step in and help us and if, if he acquired a guy how I might use them or how we would deploy him as a coaching staff and um, so he's really good at gathering that information but that's him and his staff that, that, that take care of our personnel.
1: Yeah, well, hats off to them because uh, they're putting together a, a sick roster. Um, yeah, they certainly are. Um, just uh, you saying, you know, we get to view uh, players, you know, more now on the Internet. Uh, we got the World Juniors coming up. Uh, the Colorado has uh, four, um, you know, pretty good prospects, uh, possibly a Hobie Baker winner. I know uh, that um, was a new hook, new hooks it for B.C., we um, had like 30 goals in the last 19 games of uh, BU. I mean, he's a stud. And some of the beat writers out there in Colorado, you know, you know, it, you know, the avalanche are looking, you know, possibly for him to step in and hopefully put some uh, pucks in the net. So, and you got, you got three other guys playing too, but uh, you guys will probably be um, glued to the TV here on Christmas.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I just think it's a great tournament. You know, you get the opportunity to watch the, the best players in the world um, get together in an action pack, you know, a couple of weeks event like that. Uh, it, it's exciting. It? You know, I love the banter around the locker room. You know, we've got Steve in Canadian back in a and Canadian guys, American guys, they're watching Gallaudet they with like um, you know, side bets going on. And, 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 you know, I think it's exciting, you know. I, it, I'm, I'm like you. I'm a hockey fan. I wanna, I wanna watch these guys play. It, there's added um, incentive when you're when you know when I, I can flip on camera and you hook and admire them. And, and, yeah. Uh, you know see our prospects play on on different nights because we don't get to see them a lot as as coaches you know we've seen them in a couple camps here now but to see them compete against their peers in their own age group i think is it's exciting and um eventually they'll grow into you know players in the nhl so, uh, i'm anxious to watch this world game. Sure in, uh, off and often situation like right now
1: yeah, any hockey is good.
3: <laughs> I, I think we I think we beat you up with enough uh, questions there, we're kind of shooting them <laughs> shooting from the
2: hip there I, for quite a while.
1: Hunting, Jared, I know you're a big hunter. Were you, out, were you able to get out in the woods at all or do anything?
2: Yeah, you know what? It, th- that's been the one uh, thing that I've enjoyed about this break is <laughs> I've been able to be in South Carolina this time of year, and uh, I mean it's got to yeah. be over 15. Years already. You know, you've gone in August to get ready for September camp. And, um, so I've really enjoyed the, the hunting. Uh, went on an uh, elk hunt up in Colorado my first nice. time. Nice. Got a, got a bull and um, I shot a shot uh, of buck here, whitetail, the other day, and been nice. fishing catching some bullshit recently. So just sort of decompressing. And, Picking away at work a little bit now, getting excited for the season, but um, trying to take the weekends and, and get in outdoors and, and you know sort of away from people and trying to be safe. So it's been fun.
1: How was the drive? You heading them straight. I know you're. Uh, you put on a big golf tournament every year, don't you? And uh, for the Humboldt Broncos, uh, I read something on that. But uh, how was your golf game?
2: It's horrible right now. <laughs> <laughs> Too much time you know, to.
1: It's, it's weird because some hockey players are just like phenomenal like clayton keller you just you know tease the ball up and it's straight all the time you get a couple of hockey players like that and then you got hockey players like me or like charles barkley who just can't <laughs> got, i mean I, I consider myself a really good athlete played hockey all the way up through college and you know soccer and i, I can't hit that goddamn ball debatable <laughs> debatable
2: you <laughs> get too. I'll tell you, I don't know what's going on. Just when I think my game's coming around, it also takes a little time. <laughs> players got more time than coaches, you know? Yeah. Always in there watching video, di- dissecting everything for hours on end. And players just, you know, they, they get a little bit more time. They can yeah. play for a few hours in the morning and play golf every afternoon, you know? It's. <laughs>
4: Yeah, it's more of a job for the coach,
1: right? <laughs> like a real so my, my nephew's Jordan Greenway. He plays for the uh, Minnesota Wild. And, man, I'd love to, you know, be him. He golfs uh, every morning when he's not playing, obviously. But, uh, man, the life of an NHL player, those guys golf a lot because they're not playing. <laughs> nice like, literally, literally the saying when they lose in playoffs that uh, they might as well go get their golf clubs. Like, that's, like
3: not a joke I mean that's what they do <laughs> nice well coach we appreciate you coming on the show and taking time and actually answering probably more questions than we thought we were going to get in so um, <laughs> well, we're, we're definitely gonna so be
1: excited well- for Colorado we just like we said we've been pumping new tires we're just so excited especially me so uh sorry for drilling you so hard
2: <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate the support guys thanks for having me on
3: yeah, yeah all right coach good luck this season of course kick some thanks ass
2: Take yes. care, Coach. Good luck. Thanks.
3: Bye.
0: Bye. Hey, this is Derek D. Train. He too. Tonight's episode is brought to you by
1: We're three brothers from a small town in the east coast of Canada. Golf has been in our blood since Caddyshack was at the drive-in. We've dedicated our lives to this game.
2: Ride free with them. High felt guns in the sun. Ride the
0: You need to check out golfsmostwanted.com and see for yourself the massive selection of unique and custom markers. These markers won't end up rattling around in the bottom of your bag or in the washing machine after the round. These are the real deal. So go to golfsmostwanted.com and check these out. That's golfsmostwanted.com. You didn't come here to lay up.
3: Interview brought to you by Dormy Head Covers uh, with Coach Bednar from the Colorado Avalanche. Um, really cool guy down to earth, like every other hockey player we have on here. Yeah, we always say that, right? It's like uh, we have to say it anymore. It's very yeah.
1: similar. Very similar.
3: <laughs> yeah, good interview. I mean, like we can't say it enough. Like how much we we uh, respect that team. Um, like when he said they're exciting to play, that's I mean that's just a true statement. I mean they're fast. I mean you know, they have so many young players that are really fast. The game when you watch a Colorado game, the pace is is uh, is faster than some of the lower skilled teams in the NHL when you see, see some of the other games. Oh, it's, definitely a, it's definitely like a step up when teams come into Colorado to play as far as keeping up, uh, you know, so you see that happen when I mean, your teams have to step up and play to the level of the team they're playing. And, it's always a really fast place when, when Colorado's playing, pace when they're playing. So I look forward to, to uh, seeing what happens with them. I mean, I don't he can't really say too much about his goaltending. You know, how yeah. can he say anything bad about his guys? But um, yeah. you know, it should be interesting to see if they make any moves there. They stay with, the, with those two guys, um, you know, because – You know, we say it all the time. You need two good goaltenders to make it to the Stanley Cup, and they just fell short. So will they make some changes there? They seem like they have a good defensive core and uh, up front as well. It's just I think they could do a little bit better with their number one goalie, keep one of those guys as a number two um, to take them to the next level. But, I mean, I don't know. There's been a lot of goalie um, moves lately. I don't know. Yeah. It's almost impossible to move it
1: you'd have to move a guy from two teams in one year. That's how many moves there was. But uh, yeah, I, I would say, you know, that, that's the uh, the word on the street. Uh, the beat writers for Colorado is, you know, the goalie situation, everything else looks good. Um, you know, you know, the, you know, like you said, he, goalies got hurt during playoffs and uh, they had, uh, yeah, we, we talk to about that out.
4: all the time. It's some luck, right? There's some, yeah, luck he said it. that too. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and just to touch on Joe Sackick, like Joe Sackick making those decisions, I mean, the, the guy is a legend in the NHL, anyways, so he knows his way around a hockey rink.
1: What's He's his last like, name?
4: Joe Sackick. Sackick?
1: Oh, yeah, I think I've heard of
4: him. You might have heard of him. Now
1: you're <laughs> watching another show. Figure <laughs> skating.
4: <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, Joe Sackick is doing something good out there. It's like. Uh, you know, we're, we're waiting for Detroit. Steve Eisenman is just out there in Detroit and, you know, we're waiting to see what kind of moves happen, but, you know, these older NHL veterans that have now taken over uh, franchises like Colorado, you know, Colorado is nasty. You know, they're, they're one, you know, I don't want to say mistake, but they're one mistake that they capitalize on from going into, you know, there are two losses in the second round of playoffs, you know, one mistake away from going into the third round and, you know, winning the cup,
1: winning the cup. Literally one one thing we didn't
0: touch on really is that, you know, Jared has had success at every single level of coaching that he's you come in contact yes. with. So <clears throat> this guy's got a track record. And I think, you know, I asked that question about the goaltenders more so to, to see if it was like some kind of, um, way they 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 gauge who they want to have as a goaltender by size and weight and stuff like that but he he more alluded to the fact that they are looking for a bigger goaltender and when you look at their roster as a whole it's really kind of their only weakness left you know they've kind of built that front their back end was kind of good originally their front end they've you know added to that with cadre and some other guys to help with the faceoffs and stuff like that and now i think the only thing left is you know they get a they get a legit Bullet. number one goaltender this team is you know it's almost unstoppable honestly it, it, you know barring injuries and stuff like that but I mean on paper they're like one really great goaltender away from being a, a really really great team and he didn't
1: answer the question I mean literally if they would have signed Lundquist for a one-year contract or two-year minimum I mean if they didn't win it would, you'd have, I mean Colorado was getting to the point where they are Toronto right they, they're gonna have to win so we've been saying this about Toronto. I mean, on paper, Holy shit. Come on guys. I mean, your, your, your first line salary is bigger than the Minnesota wild. Like, come on, you guys got to do something, but I, I think we're going to be seeing us start tilting towards Colorado, you know, come on, Jared, come on, you know, Joe Sackick, let's, uh, you guys got to do something here. I mean, how, how many more players? I think we talked about that in Edmonton with, uh, uh, the best player in the nhl in my opinion Connor mcdavid
4: um but well we say that and dry fatal you know was 110 points he had the most you know, yeah that's true in the league, I mean, yeah right?
1: yeah
3: but yeah i hear you that's yeah. the ranting and ranting out there i mean they won't talk about him too much it's all you know talked about mckinnon and stuff but i mean that guy's nasty he's he's like it's like the uh, mcdavid uh dry sale combination you know those two guys are pretty nasty then, um, like Derek was talking about Kadri, the addition to him, then they have a decent core of guys that can that can put the puck in the back of the net, and they got a guy like Kale McCarr. Um, he just just adds value, huge. Yeah. Don't forget don't, the, don't forget, don't
4: uh, forget McKinnon. Sorry, go ahead, man.
3: Well, I was just saying, don't forget about McKinnon. I mean,
0: he's, <laughs> I mean, ultimate. Floats well, on was- the ice. Yeah, I mean, 90 he points.
3: points, he had 40 more points than McCarr, you know, yeah, so
0: one guy, one guy we haven't talked about a lot. But I mean, the roster is pretty stacked, you know, and they've got some good role players, um, you know, that are really disciplined hockey players that, that they've kind of fit in there to, um, you know, really make that roster solid. But um, I think goaltending is that last little piece. And then, you know, he got uh Jerry got a, got a uh, extension in two, at the end of 2019, a two year extension. So um, you know it's it's kind of. Yeah.
3: Uh, he's not going maybe, anywhere.
0: No, yeah. he's not going anywhere.
2: I but, don't think uh, he's going anywhere either. I don't, I don't either. And, but,
4: and uh, on the goalie on the goalie topic, you know they're they're so good that they might be able to get away with, you know mediocre. I'm not saying you know, the Fransou or or Grubauer are mediocre. Fran when they're Thanks, bad, <laughs> you might be able to get away with you know not having that, yeah. you
1: know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, I mean with with that all star forward, I mean Toronto is trying to do that now. I mean Anderson, I mean yeah, he's in the top twenty goalies, top fifteen, debatable. But, yeah, you're right. Um, but yeah, I don't see him going anywhere. He's there for a while. Um, but uh, that was awesome to have him on tonight. And you know, Rob, if you I gotta use the um, Laboratory, real quick, but tell the listener just about the, the divisions coming up here. Um, you can pull that up, and
4: I got um, it. Yeah,
1: like yeah. I told, so, like I told,
4: uh, is told tentatively you. coming back on January thirteenth. They have tentatively set that date, and I didn't get to ask. You know, is two weeks enough to up <laughs> and get going?
3: Yeah, that's nothing, man. That's basically for them to get like you know ten, twelve good skates in, uh, maybe some double sessions at the beginning, and work on their power play, their their man down, um, you know, just trying to get their special teams in place. But you know that's that's not that much time for guys to work, you know, work systems like for the, any new guys. But I don't think they have a ton of new guys, so they should be able to. And they got a lot of young guys, which I think will help that don't need to get, you know, it doesn't take them long to get in shape as maybe some yeah. of the older guys, it might take yeah. a month for them to get in game shape. Uh, they're younger, their muscles are a lot, um, you know, muscle memory is coming back a lot faster. So, I mean, I think that helps them out, but man, that's a that's a quick training camp for any, you know, you think about football, they're in camp for just as long as, uh, you know, hockey guys over a month, month and a half, um, you know, so we'll see what happens, you know, it's it, like every team's the same though, you know, everybody gets two weeks. So There's no advantage or anything like that i just hope that they get it going so i know if you want to talk about the divisions one of the divisions is the canadian division which is every canadian team um, which is interesting but i did see on the the bottom of the news tonight that trudeau is going to start giving vaccines in canada by the end of this month so that should be good i'm sure the hockey players will probably be on that list
4: yeah yeah so you know let's talk about those divisions they're they're floating divisions right now and mark just you know, alluded to the Canadian division, they've got the Flames, the Oilers, Canadians, Maple Leafs, Senators, Canucks, and Jets running in Division 4 right now. So the, the all-Canadian division is um, it's happening. I see a, a lot of buzz. People are excited about that. But, you know, for me, my first thought is, you know, is that good or is that bad? That means you have one representative going into playoffs you know and when was the last time a canadian team won the fucking stanley cup Um, that's the first you know thing that came to my mind but
3: a lot of travel for those guys too you know they got the whole country to travel (laughs) right so like the the american divisions are all centered centered like east coast central west coast type divisions where canadians got to go from uh montreal to vancouver i mean what the fuck? you know six hour flight three hour time differences logistically you know rest wise it's kind of fucked up for them i think um a lot more travel time for them
1: i, yeah, I think, so it, have- I, think it, I think it'll be i'm 100 percent with you robin mark on that travel but i think it'll be interesting it will make some good hockey on this shortened season because the rivalries are just going to be uh highlighted yeah. even more um so I, I think that just in canada i mean i mean over here in the States, it's a little different. we We're right, born and raised right on the Canadian border. so we're you know Toronto fans, Ottawa, Montreal, We're a couple hours away. So anyway some of us have played in Canada our whole life. so we know you know what that builds in the atmosphere up there and in, in those rinks. So uh, I think that'll bring that dynamic to that uh, those Canadian uh, division, that Canadian division.
3: Yeah, you know, I like the so, wild being in a division with both Florida teams, Yeah, you know, that means they're going to be coming down here to play. Maybe they have fans. Well, well, they're,
1: they're going to pick like, um, I, I don't know the details, but I think what I heard is that they're going to pick like two ranks out of those, uh, that division. So, and then well, create a bubble lot. there and then kind of switch it. But if not, I'm with you, man, because the wild and Ca- Carolina, Yep. are in the same division
3: so yeah the florida the florida teams uh carolina i mean i think the bubble needs to shove it up their ass and get rid of this bubble shit um oh, so get, get the vaccines going fucking shoot them up get some fans in the stands uh it's man it's just, we got to do it man you watch the football games fucking boring um <laughs> you know they've got the fake noise coming in it's just time to get get back to i'd like to see some stand uh fans back for for hockey yeah so the division, the, NFL, uh, the nFL has shown that
0: you don't need to have the bubble honestly i mean i mean they've showed that you don't need to have the bubble i mean you just it's all about i mean they've they've done it there's a way to make this happen by you know testing the players on a you know individual basis on a regular basis so there's a way that they can do this without having to put teams in a bubble and let them play in their own rinks and let you know let their uh whatever region they're in decide how many fans they can have in the arenas and stuff like that so I think we're, you know, hopefully we're on the outside of this, you know, kind of moving yeah. away from the from the shit that we've dealt with for the last year. And uh, we'll see what happens. But there's – I don't think they need – this bubble shit, I agree with you, Mark, it's got to go away.
1: And, and they got a bubble in Edmonton. So, for the World Juniors, which is coming up Christmas Day. I know we talked to Jared a little bit about that. So, I'm excited to watch that. Like, it literally pumps me up. I remember, you know, three, four years ago um, – watching it like intense like uh you know cheering jumping off the couch you know with jordan playing so uh i'll get into it there's nothing else to watch like mark said football is getting boring i, I don't know what it is it's like football and uh, thanksgiving turkeys the same thing to me i just start falling asleep immediately um <laughs> i get excited i get excited like for the monday night football game the chiefs are playing the broncos i think that was monday night get all pumped and excited and five minutes in
4: so that that division that mark was just talking to the division two there would be carolina columbus detroit chicago florida minnesota nashville and tampa and you know i see somebody saying you know tampa's gonna mop that fucking division two up you know we'll see we'll see yeah
1: it'll be fun um Yeah, I'm excited. Let's hope. Let's uh, pray that they do. The other two
4: divisions that uh, you know we'll touch on is the. It looks like it would be like the Atlantic Division, or
3: the the Metro and the Atlantic combined combination.
4: They got Boston, Buffalo, New Jersey, New York Islanders, the Rangers, Flyers, Penguins, and Capitals. That's going to be a pretty pretty tough league right there too. Boston, you know, they were, what, number one going in to playoff? Yeah. Capitals are always going to be tough. Ovi, you got Sid in uh, uh, Pittsburgh. Flyers are a good team. The Rangers are a good team. The Islanders are a good team. And then there's New Jersey and Buffalo. We'll we'll see how they do. Uh, (laughs) That's going to be a tough, tough division there. The the third division we haven't talked about is, like, the, the West. You know the west american uh divisions They got anaheim arizona colorado uh dallas the uh, la kings san jose sharks st louis and vegas so you know how they split them up they're, they're still going to be tough divisions um yeah. you know, it's going to be interesting for sure
3: yeah it seems like each division has like you know, four decent teams and then, you know, four teams that are, are average, right? So you got the Kings, eh, you know, Arizona, maybe, you know, this, you got the Avalanche, definitely Vegas, um, the Sharks, made, kind of shitty last year. You know, it seems like you have like half the divisions are going to be the, you know, the better teams and half know, are, you know, question marks. It seems like each division has this, even the Canadian division, you know? so i i mean they split them up are they gonna split them up four and four or however it splits up but um you know like the, the divisions are usually where they have you know your your division but your conference you know you have um you know you play more games in your conference than your division type thing i don't know what they're gonna do with that but uh i don't know i just hope they get something going because i'd like to get some hockey back on tv and give us something to talk about here hey man we- yeah, i'm GC sure the,
0: boys a Lot, a lot of changes from year to year in sports man the teams that weren't great last year you know rise up so it's a lot of unknown we'll see what happens yep.
3: yeah, yeah you know maybe this maybe they do this to just new division thing and they like it right but i can't see them doing the canadian thing um after this year just because of the travel thing you know just west no, coast I mean, teams should be on the west coast to normal right after this year yeah, I would think so. I mean, yeah, it's gotta. Montreal doesn't want to travel to Edmonton, Calgary, Vancouver, you know, on a regular. It's just, it's craziness. Mm-hmm. The time, the time differences and, uh, you know, the flight times and travel times is just too much. Yeah. Expenses too, you know? So, all right, boys, So it was a pretty good podcast with our Colorado Avalanche, uh, head coach and, uh, Jared Bednar. And if you didn't uh, catch our previous podcast. Check us out at bluelinehockeyclub.com. Um, dot com. Yeah.
1: we got we yeah. got sponsor. Rob can talk about them. Next, yeah, week we got a guest right. coming on. So, um, and, and then we'll be uh, you know next week maybe we'll break down a little more World Juniors coming up because we have a next, pretty sick next guest week coming. we
4: got Pat Maroon coming on. So you know check us out again next week. That's going to be a pretty good podcast back to back. Pat Maroon, the um, right... You know, we talk about all these big-name NHL players, but Pat Maroon is the hottest fucking player in NHL right now, back-to-back named on the cup for two different teams. So, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it's all luck for him or what. but Well, I'll ask him. His name's on the cup twice, and, and we'll ask him about it for sure.
1: You think yeah, he's so, the best,
0: you, so you think he's the best-looking is what you're saying? He is good-looking.
1: Good part here He's the hottest. He he's uh he is a good partyer. What about Dormy Workshop, Pete? Uh
4: Dormy Workshop is uh you know a phenomenal product. The you know, as Mark said when we opened up, we got your wood cover, cover your wood. They have sick leather, custom leather uh head so, covers yeah. for your golf clubs. And I mean we we've got uh we've got a bunch coming. We're gonna be giving some away. Um the the head covers are Mark amazing. and
1: Derek's. We're giving away.
4: We're giving away Mark and Derek. Yeah. <laughs> we we wouldn't know.
3: Because they're worth money. That's why. I oh, that was that was a doctor's. I want that one. What do they
4: look yeah. like? Also, just started uh, a partnership with uh, Golf's Most Wanted. They are uh, an accessories. They've got pretty good cool, uh, golf accessories: tees, markers, uh, divot. Um,
1: Replace it. Tools. Yeah, one thing I like that they have is uh, towels. <laughs> What's <a different> replacement? <laughs> towels with a uh, uh, magnet on it so what you can do is uh, stick the towels like two or three um, on the metal of the golf cart you know if you got a rainy day or your hands are sweaty or you got Vaseline on them you can just kind of wipe them down a little bit on the uh, golf towel I thought that was pretty cool. they got a magnet on golf towels because you know when you golf i always bring a towel or two out with me and put it in the seat and then you know after the third hole i can't find them so
3: (laughs) (laughs) left it on the second hole
1: I, that's another thing, you know, I might, we might think about that. You know how you put, like, uh, strings through your shirt so you don't lose your mittens? Why don't they do that for, your, for
3: the head covers? Like, do something, tie them for your to your golf body. club so you can just take it off and let it hang.
1: Yeah, well, I'm going to talk to the about that. Maybe market that.
3: God. A lot of good things happen in the Blue Line Hockey Club, folks. Uh, we are going to be moving over to Sportscaster, be doing these live, so we won't be um, producing them on Wednesday and pushing them out on Saturdays anymore. We'll be going live, so you'll be able to check us out, uh, interact with us while we are doing these podcasts um, live with our with our guests, which is pretty cool because we get the big-name guests here on the Blue Line Hockey Club. Everybody wants to check out the Blue Line Hockey Club for who we get on our show, not necessarily for our ugly mugs. But, uh, boys, um, great sports. Zero budget. Yes, sir.
1: <laughs>
3: and all kinds of sponsorships and, and great stuff coming out. So just check out our website, clubcom our YouTube channel, our Facebook, and our Twitter are on fire. Um, so subscribe to all that stuff, like our pages, and uh, follow us. And until next time, folks, keep your stick on the ice. Tell you. Sweet out. Oh,
1: doctor. Keep your head up.